Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. And on this, the last show of the year, we're taking a look at the world of Wi-Fi assurance. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to another edition of Tech Interviews. Uh, so on this week's show, we're taking a look at um, kind of a new new topic, um, but but with something that kind of pops back to some old topics that we've covered as well. That looks at some of the ways that we're dealing with ever changing infrastructure, um, ever changing security threats, ever changing problems at dealing with with more and more infrastructure in more and more different and entertaining ways. Um, so uh, on this week specifically, though, we're going to take a look at the uh, ever increasing uh, Wi-Fi problem uh, that I think many of us have. Um, so to help me to do that, I'm joined this week by Roger Sands. Hi, Roger. Hello there. How are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm real good, thanks. And how are you? Excellent. Yeah, we're very busy, as you can imagine, uh, coming to the end of our fiscal year, but it's been an exciting one and tremendously successful for us. Well, that's good news. And uh, as, as we head up to the, the Christmas holidays here, it's, uh, it sounds like a good time for you to kick back and relax and uh, look back at a, a year's good good work. So, um, well, hey, look, before, before we jump into this uh, kind of our topic this week of, of, of Wi-Fi and, and how we kind of deal with its uh, ever-growing presence, um, why don't you tell us a little about who you are, what it is you do? Yeah, so um, I'm the uh, CEO and co-founder of Wibot. I've been in the networking business for over 25 years. And uh, for the last 15 years, I've been involved in enterprise Wi-Fi. Um, prior to starting Wi-Bot, I was the general manager for HP's global Wi-Fi business, ran that for seven years. And it was during that journey where we learned, you know, the challenges of next generation Wi-Fi networks, um, talking to CIOs, IT directors, you know, on a daily basis across the globe and all verticals. And we realized that there were a lot of changes going on that required a um, Wi-Fi assurance solution. So my co-founder, Anil Gupta, who has um, approximately 20 patents in Wi-Fi, we, uh, we kicked off Wi-Bot uh, approximately three and a half, four years ago. And it was all focused on building next generation high performance uh, Wi-Fi networks. So, well, that's, that, that's, a, that's, that's a great introduction and, and probably a good introduction to uh, today's topic. Um, but first question, uh, then, considering how long you've worked with Wi-Fi, when was the last time you plugged a cable in? Oh, it's been a long time for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Being being a passionate, you know, wireless mobility expert um, and driving the innovation around that and what it takes for enterprises to be successful, um, I haven't plugged in a cable for quite some time. Uh, you're a very lucky man. Um, so, um, well, well, I mean, obviously, we, we talked very briefly in the intro, and obviously, you've talked a little bit about kind of your background um, and this idea of, of enterprise Wi-Fi. So, um, but why don't we set kind of level set a little bit for our audience and uh, let's let, let get a view on kind of how you see the enterprise Wi-Fi space today? You know, kind of where we up to, and and some of the challenges that you see with uh, with using Wi-Fi in enterprises, I guess, of all types. You know, big, small, uh, all kinds of verticals. You know, so so. What's your take on the, the current situation with Wi-Fi? Yeah, it's an excellent question and a fascinating one if you think about it. Enterprise Wi-Fi brings on tremendous, tremendous value. Um, mobile connectivity, right? So if you're looking at automated warehousing, right? Um, the efficiency around mobile connectivity in a warehouse. Um, in the restaurant industry with point of sale, right? Now you have the ability to be a lot more efficient and productive delivering um, point-of-sale solutions to your customers. Healthcare, a uh, huge market, as you can imagine. The uh, patient monitoring systems, dialysis machines, you know, the plethora of devices that are coming into the healthcare environment, again, to provide um, efficiency, productivity, 
and, and top of the line healthcare to the patients. And so if you look at what's happening in the environment, it's dynamic, it's changing quickly, um, and it's moved to a business mission critical type technology. So that's one of the market trends that has really changed in the last five years. Wi-Fi has been around, as I mentioned, for quite some time. Um, I've been doing it for 15 years. But in terms of real business mission critical environments, it's really been the last five plus or minus years where it's just taken off. And so the value and the business productivity is there. But now let's touch a little bit on the challenges, right? Um, one, it's an unlicensed spectrum, right? What we mean by that is um, really anybody, any company, any type of, of um, you know, infrastructure provider, IoT provider can develop platforms that operate in the uh, Wi-Fi spectrum. Now, there's benefits to that because we get a diverse set of solutions in the marketplace, um, drives down the, the overall system cost when you have volumes of, of platforms and products. But the challenge is it's unlicensed. So that means devices can come up anytime, any place, and share the valuable spectrum. Um, this can be devices inside the enterprise, like IoT devices for building automation, or external. Um, obviously, neighbors can create a, a large challenge. Uh, automobiles now have Wi-Fi built in. And so the challenge is that it's unlicensed and there's a dynamic nature to it. The second piece related to the challenge is around the dynamic nature. When you think of the traditional wired infrastructure, it typically was working, or if it failed, it was failed, then you'd be able to go troubleshoot the problem. In Wi-Fi, you can have an interoperability issue, a performance degradation, a security issue that pops up for a brief period of time and then goes away. Just having you know, 25 students um, doing a statewide test initiative within education changes the dynamic nature of Wi-Fi in that particular location. So given that it's dynamic, it makes it hard to identify and resolve these intermittent issues. So that's the second key component of Wi-Fi is you need to be able to understand and be able to address the dynamic nature of the technology. Yeah, that's um, that's really, it's really interesting. That actually, and it's a couple of things that um, you kind of said there that I'd, I'd, I'd actually not really thought about. And I, and I suppose, but I know I know we kind of talked a little bit before we uh, we started recording about that kind of dynamic nature. But it's also the, the the growth, isn't it, of those devices? But I, I think the thing that, that you opened on was maybe something I'd not really thought about was kind of the mission criticality now of Wi-Fi. You know, the idea that. Um, you know, healthcare was a great example, actually, the idea that we have got devices running across hospitals and other healthcare facilities, um, which are literally life and death devices, and we're relying on some kind of Wi-Fi network. And, and, and my experience has always been with Wi-Fi that it's kind of one of those things that as as infrastructure goes, I think we're all very used to the idea that infrastructure, that wired infrastructure, we spend lots of time architecting. So we think about core switches and what goes out on the edge and how we build firewalls and we VLAN stuff out. And that, but I still always get the the feeling that in a lot of cases, 
Wi-Fi is, let me throw an access point up against a wall and that will cover this area. And then I'll throw another one over there. And like you said, this kind of unlicensed spectrum problem is that, so once it's there, as long as you can, you know, anybody can then see it and connect to it. Now, whether you've secured it in some way is, uh, I suppose, a different conversation. But I, I mean, is are you seeing a shift there that people are starting, you know, is, is, that, is that still an accurate view of people kind of just organically allowing Wi-Fi networks to grow? Or are you seeing a shift in the way that people look and architect their Wi-Fi solutions? So clearly you mentioned the, um, you know, adding an access point or access points to the environment. And that has been a very common solution, um, as you mentioned. And it continues to be a trend that we see in the marketplace. But what we're realizing is that a number of the enterprise customers have done that, meaning over the last, you know, five years or so, and now they're running into more complex challenges, right? Early on in the, uh, when Wi-Fi was becoming business critical and now mission critical in some verticals, that was a challenge, which was coverage, right? To have pervasive coverage across an enterprise um, for mobile connectivity, roaming, and high performance mobile environments like a warehouse, for example, then you needed you know, complete coverage. And so early on, that was very common where there were access points up, but there were dead spots um, or, you know, we call them gray zones where the connectivity was weak. Um, so someone could still be connected, but the performance that they were looking to achieve was was not there. Um, and so that was very common. So, but now a lot of verticals, they have um, pervasive coverage, which is one of the reasons it's driving the explosion of IoT because most verticals have pervasive coverage. You can roll in these new applications and solutions and services, knowing that, again, it's gonna have connectivity wherever you put these devices. So we're still seeing that happen where to put up access points, but there's a much broader understanding now within the enterprise community that there are additional challenges once you have pervasive coverage that need to be solved, right? As I mentioned, these intermittent Connectivity performance issues is one of them. Um, you touched on security, right? So now there's an explosion, as I mentioned, around IoT devices. And so do you have the sufficient security methods um, around these devices? Because it could be a weak spot into the enterprise for attacks. And so these are now coming to the forefront within the enterprise. So we're seeing a shift. We're seeing a shift where these companies are looking for next generation platforms like Wybot where they can go out and solve these complex problems. Yeah, I think it's um, that, that kind of pervasiveness is, is a really interesting challenge, isn't it? Because I was thinking while you was describing it that, of course, we, we often will go places now and we're almost offended uh, if Wi-Fi isn't an option for us. You know, I think, you know, you'll, you, you, I mean, I've, I've spoken to people who will think twice about staying in a hotel if Wi-Fi is not pervasive and easily accessible to them or they've been charged additionally for it. Um, I think, you know, I, I will go into meeting rooms and things and if I, and if I can't get on Wi-Fi, I, you know, I say I, I'm almost offended that Wi-Fi is, um, Wi-Fi is not available to me. So cause it, it does present an interesting challenge, doesn't it? almost the as an enterprise or you know whatever vertical that is i mean you mentioned kind of retail you know earlier on that there's an expectation that you provide that capability you know there's never the same expectation that i would turn up somewhere and be able to plug my laptop into a wall socket you know that that kind of thing never never really existed so so as this kind of challenge grows and the almost the expectation that wi-fi is a is a 
an option tied alongside this kind of increasing mission and business criticality of it yeah what what are some of the ways that you're seeing that people are are trying to deal with this challenge now and and, and how effective for some of the kind of i don't know if traditional is quite a word for it but how effective are some of the traditional ways that that we're dealing with the wi-fi challenges at the moment yeah and just before i answer that question paul i'd like to comment on one item you mentioned about that pervasiveness you know there's a couple of reasons that that people are expecting and driving this, right? Why is it expected? Like you said, it's all—it's an embarrassment if you go someplace and you don't have high-performance Wi-Fi connectivity. Um, one is cloud computing, right? I just wanted to cover that, right? So there's a lot more applications now that are in the cloud. And so having end-to-end connectivity to have access to those when you're on the go, like you mentioned, traveling, um, et cetera, whether it's business or pleasure, having access to those that information 24 by 7 is important in a lot of situations. And so cloud computing is driving it. And the second is users have it at home, right? Most home environments have Wi-Fi connectivity. So now we're built to expect it, right? That it works and it works well. When you get into the enterprise environment, in most cases, it's a lot more demanding and challenging, as we mentioned, given the number of devices, the size of the network. So there's a couple of key industry trends that are driving that expectation, and we expect that to only increase um, as we move forward. I mean, interesting you just mentioned that um, that thing about um, Wi-Fi at home and kind of that, you know, and, and I think we've seen a big shift, haven't we, in a lot of IT that we do today, that the expectation, the consumer expectation, you know, it's the, the, the way we deliver. It's interesting, actually, those two things kind of tie together, don't they? The kind of the use of cloud and the consumerization, if you if you like, of, of IT has changed the way that enterprises are also expected to deliver IT. Um, but when it comes to Wi-Fi, I mean, is that, does that present, um, I know we'll talk about the, in a second, the way that people are trying to deal with these challenges, but, but do you see that as presenting a challenge as well? So maybe we're giving users a VPN back into the corporate network when they're working at home. However, they've also got a whole plethora of wireless devices connected to their network that you may or may not have vis- visibility about. I mean, is that is that a problem as well? Oh, it's a challenge for sure, right? I mean, uh, if you think of most, like you said, you call it consumerization, uh, you know, folks have personal devices, right? Smartphones, obviously, uh, tablets, smartwatches, uh, we can go on and on, but the number of of personal devices that are coming into the enterprise uh, is just increasing, and we expect that to continue, more sensors, et cetera. Now, the consumerization is we're all used to using those outside of the work right? Whether it's home, travel, vacations. And so the natural expectation is that my smartphone is just going to work in the enterprise environment. Sometimes it'll be over the cellular network, and that does not obviously interfere and use resources on a corporate side. But in a lot of environments, as you can imagine, when you're indoors, the cellular connectivity is not optimal. And so that allows them to connect to the Wi-Fi. And that's where the expectation is that I want to be able to continue leveraging the capabilities that I'm used to in my daily life um to operate in the enterprise environment so um so we talked before um and, and then i kind of wandered off talking about consumerization and working from home but um but the idea of how these many challenges that you've described before that how currently then those that kind of traditional approach how how are people dealing with the current challenges around wi-fi um uh, you know particularly in the enterprise and and how effective are some of those methods yeah so the traditional approach it's a highly manual process. Um, This is what we saw when I was at HP working with enterprise customers, you know, around the globe. Um, They would 
again, we're talking about these complex intermittent performance issues that are occurring on a regular basis within the industry. And so they would typically send a resource, a technical resource on site at the location, and they'd have a whole suite of platforms and tools, um, laptops, et cetera, and other Wi-Fi portable devices they'd bring on and then wait, right? In most cases, they would wait for that particular um, performance issue, reliability issue, security issue to happen again. Uh, And depending on the frequency of it, um, you know, could determine how long they actually sit on site and wait for the problem. Now, once they captured the information for the problem that occurred, then they have to go through typically volumes of data, right? Because Wi-Fi, as you can imagine, it's complex. We're talking about, you know, 8 to 11 packets that are going through the airwaves. And so being able to analyze that, troubleshoot it, and identify the needle in the haystack of what was causing the problem once you capture that information, you know, takes a level of expertise um, in Wi-Fi that a lot of industries don't have. And then the ones that do, um, it could just very time consuming. Now, if you think of remote locations to add to it, it just gets that much more complex. Um, warehouse is a good example. We work with warehouse companies and they have to send somebody, you know, cross country to go to the warehouse and spend a week or more to be able to solve these challenging Wi-Fi reliability issues. Yeah, and I, I think it's um, it's really interesting what you say there, and it, it reminds me of, um, and I won't, I won't go into detail on this, but reminds me of a, an experience I've had with uh, with working with a, a particular business where they were doing exactly that. Actually, it was kind of a remote facility. It was a storage location. They were using Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi was then compromised, you know, and so that impacted them in terms of security, impacted them in terms of performance because there was a compromise on their network, which was taking up bandwidth. Um, and it, it interesting that idea that most because this was the case here that most of those traditional methods are quite manual and require quite a lot of expertise expertise actually that that organization didn't have internally um, which meant it led to a long you know both an expensive and a long process of troubleshooting and solving a problem and actually during the the cost and, and time of that also meant that two things were happening one they were having performance issues but two they were also vulnerable um and and it's like with i think a lot of things that we're seeing now in terms of infrastructure that we can't afford that kind of lag between identifying a problem and solving it because the impact and and the speed at which most organizations need their technology to operate today you know it's just it's no longer acceptable you know when was the last time a a company happily accepted downtime so you could do some system reboots over over a weekend and i mean are you are you seeing that in the kind of the wi-fi space and is that and is that a big driver for change for a lot of organizations yes Yes, so it ties back to the business critical, mission critical nature of Wi-Fi, as I mentioned in the early part of this podcast. That's the norm in a lot of verticals. And so the downtime is is a major, major impact, right? Um, and we're not talking, of course, you know, if the whole network is down completely, that's, you know, obvious A and B typically can be identified pretty quickly because something, you know, in the network has just gone down. It's these ones that cause impact to the performance and reliability that are intermittent, right? So if a warehouse goes down, you know, you're talking thousands of dollars an hour, right? Um, If in healthcare, obviously patient monitoring equipment is no longer communicating. You can imagine the, you know, the impact that has 
within the healthcare industry very severe, right? And then you move to the security aspect. If you're not on top of this and catching the security breaches or risks associated with the network, you can imagine the impact um, that that could have on a network. So the dynamic nature and the um, you know security aspects of it make it extremely important to be on top of this um, all the time. Yeah, and a lot of the uh, enterprises are, you know, moving away from wired completely. And that may sound a little surprising, but we're working with a number of customers now when they're in a migration strategy, whether it's new buildings that they, you know, they greenfield um, or they're upgrading buildings, or in some cases they're just doing, you know, all their branch offices, they're removing uh, the wired infrastructure because of the, you know, the cost and associated with maintaining that when most of the end users aren't using it anymore. Uh, so we're seeing that as a shift that's that's taking place as well. So it, I mean, it's, I think it's really interesting what you talk about there, and it, it's um, you know, and I, I completely agree. I think the idea that you know traditional methods, which is slow and which are expensive, just aren't um, something that we can accept, particularly actually in a part of our infrastructure that's so dynamic. And I think that idea of because um, it got, again got me thinking while he was talking about the security aspects. You know, and it, it, it may be that you've secured your Wi-Fi, but then you let a device drop onto your Wi-Fi that then in itself is insecure, and then suddenly that's a piggyback kind of route into a into a network. And not spotting that stuff quickly can have so much impact on 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 your organisation. It presents risks that you've you've not even considered as risks in the past um and so i mean what are you seeing with kind of your experience and and the way that the technology market is shifting now what what are some of the ways that people can be looking to address some of these challenges you know those traditional methods are increasingly becoming uh, less and less useful to us so so what kind of shifts can people be making what kind of things can can people be looking at doing differently to try and keep on top of uh, you know this this kind of mission critical part of their infrastructure but one that is so dynamic and, and growing so rapidly yeah the key the key message there um, is to is to look for solutions that have you know AI integrated in and I know that term is is broadly used these days, but because these networks are so critical, um, they're so dynamic, most enterprises don't have unlimited budgets or resources around to support the changes that are taking place. And what's interesting, Paul, is it's gonna get a lot more complex going forward than it is now. Um, We're seeing so many devices like building automation they have a great ROI, right? Energy savings, green initiatives that are coming into the enterprise environments that are independent from the corporate network, right? Um, but they're leveraging Wi-Fi. So, and that's, again, not counting all the individual uh, end user devices, whether company provided or uh, their own. And so it's going to get a lot more complex. So having solutions that have, you know, an AI, an autonomic piece of it, that can complement and augment the team because you just won't be able to keep up with it, right? It's too fast, too much data, too many changes. So having solutions that are able to dig in baseline, you know, behavioral profiling architectures that can analyze and provide and pull out the critical information for the enterprise IT organizations to be able to respond quickly and in most cases proactively uh, before it impacts the end users. 
Yeah, it's interesting because one of the reasons that we ended up talking about this was obviously I've kind of had a look at um, some of the things that you guys do as as a company, and it kind of really caught my attention because, and before we started recording, we were talking about this, the idea that um, I think what I see in terms of what Ybot are doing in this space and some of the problems that you have described are very similar to the problems that I see in kind of the day-to-day stuff that I do in the, the data space. You know, it's the ever-growing, ever-more complex, and I, I do like the phrase, it's not going to get any less complex. I think that's so so true of much of the the kind of industry we're working. Um, but that idea, you know, it's the same with data. That it's ever growing. Data is coming from more and more potential sources. You know, it's no longer just somebody typing a Word document and saving it to a file share. You know, it's IoT devices, it's smart devices, it's uh, machinery. It's all creating data that we we want to do things with. And I thought what was interesting was this kind of idea of. Uh, autom- autonomic, as you, as you would call it, there this this idea that of having a level of intelligence, something that you are putting together from experience, not just of one customer, but experience across lots of customers, and allowing people this kind of smart and actionable insight to be able to to deal with things more quickly. Um, you know, is is that a? Cause, you know, let's talk a little bit about what 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 Ybot do, what you guys do for for a living. You know, is that is that kind of the background to why you're starting to do the things that you do, and you know, and and, and how is what you're doing helping people to do some of the stuff we've talked about. No, absolutely, Paul. That's exactly it. Um, we have some of the best wireless engineers in the country here at Ybot uh, that have been doing this for 15 years. Um, like I said, Anil, the CTO, has over 20 patents. And the reason why I bring that up is um, for the last you know 10 years, we had folks on our team that were doing exactly that, supporting our tier one enterprise customers around the globe solving complex performance reliability security issues on enterprise Wi-Fi networks. And what we realized was it's not scalable um, for, for companies for, you know, to be able to do that. Um, the time it takes, like you said, the, the challenging interoperability issues could take weeks, um, if not longer, to be able to optimize the performance, reliability, and security of those networks. And so that drove us to build a system that was AI-based that could do the intelligence for you, right? It augments what you're doing today by having a system that analyzes with AI, um, pack, you know, deep packet inspection, looking at a baselining like we talked about, uh, and then coming up with actionable items for the IT organizations and notify them when issues are occurring, you know, within the Wi-Fi infrastructure. Yeah, and I think that's such an important part of kind of modern infrastructure management is that idea that we just, you know, as, as poor old human beings, we you know we can't keep up with this stuff uh, on, on our own, whether that's, you know, you talked about cloud before, you know, it's the, the more and more we integrate with cloud, the wider our networks get, you know, that idea that the edge of our network is our data center has, has long since, since died. And actually, the requirement to have something that sits alongside us. And I, I love the phrase augments because I think that's true. You know, none, none of this is talking about replacing those kind of internal skills and experienced people, but it's about giving them the help they need to be able to react quickly, identify challenges, identify opportunities as well, you know, to identify those things quickly and be able to action and, and deliver against them. And, you know, so I'm a, a big fan of, of technology that allows us to do that. Um, and one of the things we were talking about beforehand, and, and I've had a couple of conversations recently with, with different organizations organizations are using this you know one of the one of the things that I see as a huge benefit of, of kind of cloud-based analysis tools is the idea that actually you can aggregate together the experience of not just one customer of many hundreds of customers you know isn't it, is that something that you guys are taking advantage of as well being able to use kind of what you learn across your entire customer base to help each customer you know deliver a better better solution 
Sure. Um, again, we have an AI and now leveraging ML work to be able to analyze what's happening in these complex environments. But because we have such a diverse customer base with, like I said, over 10 million clients um, and hundreds of customers, we're able to monitor the health and the environments you know, with behavioral profiling of these networks. And so if a new, let's say, smart board comes into the enterprise, right, for a conference room, and uh, you know, the smart board may, maybe has an interoperability issue, I'm just using an example, uh, with, you know, with the infrastructure. We're able to detect that and pick that up immediately. Now all of our customers have access because we just load new signatures, as we call them, into our AI engine in the cloud. Um, we do that all automatically, no impact to the customers, and now they all have visibility into any type of performance-related issues with a, you know, that device as it rolls out across the industry. So, um, as we kind of come to the end of our time here, um, you know, one of the things that um, I, I always enjoy doing about this show, and probably the reason that, that, that I started doing it, was the opportunity to learn about something new. Um, and you know, and I, I think lots of the things that we've we've talked about today, I've not really thought about particularly. And as I said, my my experience of Wi-Fi often still tends to be seeing organisations who are just allowing this thing to grow organically and not not really thinking about some of the challenges that that, that might present and and understanding some of the kind of scale and dynamism type of problems you were talking about um but you know for, for people who listen to this who are in that kind of um either it architecture role or maybe security role or a cio role you know and, and they're concerned about um their enterprise wi-fi and whether it's delivering maybe how it needs to be or is being managed in the, the way it should you know is there, is there any tips you could give somebody like that to say these are the first kind of things that you you know the first couple of steps that maybe you should take to evaluate what you're doing and, and maybe start to improve that yeah, let's talk about a couple of the, um, just the day-to-day, uh, which a lot of the enterprises are already familiar with, but um, they're important, of course. Um, one is behavior profiling, right? That's keeping track because of the dynamic nature of all the wireless devices, your own, your neighbors, um, IoT devices, etc. both AP as well as clients, right? But having behavior profiling and baselining of all the infrastructure so that you can rapidly detect and be alerted, you know, if there's outliers um, and changes in the patterns of what's happening in the environment. Uh, So that's an important attribute just because of the dynamic nature of what's happening. We talked about the explosion of, of IoT and I mentioned building automation, but we're seeing, you know, sensors come into furniture, clothing, um, it, it's just amazing what's coming into the enterprise, and we all have to be prepared for that. So behavioral pro- profiling, baselining, um, and expecting explosion of devices is one uh, key area. The second is frequency allocations. We have to spend a minute on technology because it's RF. Uh, obviously, today, 5 gigahertz is um, extremely valuable uh, versus the 2.4 gig. So And then when you're designing networks for the future, in addition to five gig, there's new frequency bands that are opening up across the globe based on country specific uh, certifications. Those need to be taken into account because as we add more and more IoT devices and we add more and more applications that we are doing cloud-based, et cetera, um, the frequency allocation and usage is just gonna become uh, extremely important. 
Yeah, I think they're you know I think they're good tips, and um, and I'm always a big fan of any tip that starts out by baselining and and kind of understanding the the current current uh, you know current operating practice of of any infrastructure you've got. I, I think that's probably true in any IT project. You know, know know where you are before you uh, start to think about where you're trying to get to. So, well, look, Rogers, as we kind of come to the end of our time here, um, people want to know more about Ybot or maybe more about yourself. You know, is is, is there a good way they can find out more about a what Ybot do and if they want to come and hunt you down is there a, a way they can come and find you yeah absolutely and uh, just to wrap up on the you know recommendations we touched on this earlier we call it wi-fi assurance um, but it's it's having the ability again with an ai type architecture to analyze and optimize environments for you right so having actionable items that can be detected um, that's going to be critical across networking not just wi-fi in the future because of the challenges and the scalability and the dynamic nature of them. So that's that's extremely important. Uh, for Ybot, it's www.ybot.com, W-Y-E-B-O-T. Um, loads of information right on our website. And there's also the ability to uh, request a demo slash trial. So we work very uh, effectively with our customers. We're doing free free demos and trials, being able to see the, the solution in action um, on site um, and see the power that it brings to these uh, these environments. That's, that sounds great. And and if people wanted to uh, kind of uh, hassle you, are you uh, on social media? I know you're kind of on your website. You have uh, plenty of blog posts and a whole bunch of them are quite interesting and I'll be going back and reading them. But um, can, can people find you on Twitter or LinkedIn or blogging away somewhere? Yeah, the links are right there on the website as well. Um, and obviously I'm in, in LinkedIn. So anybody is welcome to reach out to me, um, you know, Roger Sands, S-A-N-D-S, uh, at any time. Well, Roger, that's that's great. I really appreciate your time. I think it's been, been fascinating insight into kind of the uh, the world of Wi-Fi. Um, I, you know, and, and like I said, I, I think it's always interesting to to have conversations around things that I don't really know an awful lot about, um, and and to learn more and to understand some of the challenges that that aren't necessarily something that's that's clearly obvious day to day. So, uh, Roger, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Very good, Paul. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And as this is the last show for 2019, I'd just like to thank everybody who supported Tech Interviews throughout the year, as guests and, of course, as you as listeners. Next year, we'll be back with a whole bunch of brand new shows. And if you'd like to propose a guest or have an idea for a show, then why not drop me an email at podcast at techstringy.com. So for now, that just leaves me to wish you all the best for the holiday season and look forward to catching up with brand new shows throughout 2020. So until next time, thanks for listening. 